0: Please turn with me in your Bibles or your orders of service, bulletins, um, to John chapter 11, verses 17 through 27, John chapter 11, verses 17 through 27, as we continue our study through the book of John. This is the word of God. in the house, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again again. In the resurrection on the last day, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, that as we come and read uh, this passage from your word that you revealed uh, to John so that we could read it, you have also empowered us through the Holy Spirit to have faith and belief. And you have given us the blessing of understanding spiritual things. Lord, we pray that our faith may be strengthened as we see how you um, are committed to help us in our Christian journeys, to grow in our faith. And we do pray together also for anyone who... Uh, is hearing the good news today or is hearing it again. And we pray that you may send to them the Holy Spirit so that they might come to faith and trust in you for salvation as well. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. How do you become a Christian? How do you have eternal Life. We become Christians through faith in Christ. That's how we also have eternal life, through faith in Christ. And this is no our own doing. Faith is a gift from God. It's a miracle that happens in people like us who were blind at some point in our lives. And... Um, The Holy Spirit comes to us and opens the eyes of our hearts so that when somebody shares with us the good news, the gospel, that Jesus is the Lord, that Jesus is the Savior of the world, we are empowered to believe in those good news, even though we don't see Jesus face to face. But we are empowered to believe. This is how we become Christians. Christians. And then when we put our faith in Christ, we put our faith in Jesus, we are declared just, justified before God. It's something that happens in one moment in our life that we are declared just. We are justified before God. But faith doesn't only play a role in our Christian journeys at the beginning. As when we put our faith in Christ and we become Christians and that's it we move on to something else and faith is something that is behind us. Faith continues to be part of our Christian journeys. Some of you have heard the word sanctification for some of you this might be a new term and sanctification is that process that starts from the moment when you have put your faith in Christ and God confirms you into the image of His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, throughout your life until He comes or until you go to be with Him. That you will be glorified finally when Christ will come again and you will be perfected. Sin will be totally removed from your life. But throughout that journey, that sanctification journey, is where your faith continues to work. And God continues to work in your faith to strengthen you, to help you to grow in the understanding of the gospel, but in trusting in him. So uh, it is like this. It is not like the starter in a car. If you understand how cars function besides getting in and starting it and going inside, going and driving it, the starter of the car only functions at the beginning when you start the car. Unless you have a 1950 since, 1956 Volkswagen Beetle who have those problems that the starter keeps functioning until it burns and then you, have, you don't have a starter anymore so you have to push the car. But people don't have these kind of problems today. They start the car, and they start their only functions at the beginning. And it does know how faith, faith works in your life. You continue to work out your faith, and God continues to work faith in you, transform you, help you to grow in areas of your life. And that's what I think we are seeing on these verses. We're we're getting a picture or a mini uh, a video clip of. Uh, Martha's journey, faith journey, where Jesus is ministering to her life and helping her to grow in aspects of her life. And I would say that we'll see at least three aspects that are connected with faith. One is her personality, second is her perception of the spiritual things, and third, is her knowledge of Christ, her personality, her perception of spiritual things, and her knowledge of Jesus. And all these aspects are in connection with her faith journey, with faith. So I'd like to start with looking at how Jesus deals with her personality. Um. If you are new to the test or to what we're reading today, uh, let me just briefly tell you what has happened until this moment. Jesus is across the Jordan. He has left left Judea because he was persecuted by the Jews. And when he's there across the Jordan preaching the gospel, he received news that a close friend, his name is Lazarus, is ill, um, and he's two sisters, Martha and Mary, are sending this message to Jesus. Jesus uh, turned to those who were there, maybe to the messengers, to his disciples, and to those who were around, and told them that that illness will not lead to death, but to the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Then we're told that Jesus loved Martha, Mary and Lazarus, and because of that, he stayed two days more where he was rather than going right away to Lazarus. And we uh, learned from last week that he did it in order to magnify his glory so that they will be able to have a greater picture of who he was, the one who is able to bring to life somebody who is buried for four days. In fact, Jesus told his disciples that he was glad that he wasn't there so that they would believe. It was all about them believing and trusting and growing in their faith in Christ. Now, Jesus comes, as we see in the test, and he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for days. We also learned that by the time Jesus got news that Lazarus was ill, he was likely already dead. And Bethany was just about two miles from Jerusalem. So here is Jerusalem. Here is Bethany. Jesus is across the Jordan. Jesus left because persecution of the Jews. He's coming back to Bethany, or to, is coming to Bethany, which is close to Jerusalem, and we find that many of the Jews had come to Bethany in order to console, to comfort Martha. We know, and we'll see that later, or we'll know later, that, that those Jews, or among those Jews who came to console Martha, there were some Jews who went back to Jerusalem. To report what has happened. That Jesus had raised Lazarus. But not to praise God and praise Jesus for, for that. But to, to tell uh, the other Jews that this was getting out of control. And that's the beginning of the end of Jesus' ministry. So Jesus is not only going there to do this sign, this miracle, in order to build the faith of his disciples, Martha, Mary, um, and the people around who were believing in him. But it's also because he's going there in his mission to the cross. He's getting close to the cross. And as Jesus uh, is getting close to the place where Martha and Mary was, Martha heard that Jesus was coming and she went and met him. But Mary remain seated in the house. I think that besides giving us a fact, John is making a contrast between these two sisters. One is Martha and one is Mary. Martha goes to greet Jesus before Jesus comes to the place and Mary stays seated where she was waiting for Jesus. Why would I say that Jesus or John is making a contrast for us to see here? Uh, because I will read this in connection with something that has happened before. If I will read it just here and nothing has happened before that will show us that there is, a, I would say, different personalities in these two sisters, I will be trying to infer something that is not here in the test. We, if you read uh, Luke, Chapter 10, verses 41 and 42, you will find that Martha and Mary welcomed Jesus into their house, and Jesus was ministering to people there. And the way Jesus ministered to people is by teaching the good news, teaching the gospel, helping people to believe through his message, um, and explaining to them how he fulfills the Old Testament. The promises of God. And that's what he's doing at Martha and Mary's house. He's there uh, in the living room, likely, and, and teaching to the, the people that, we, that is congregated in their house. And, and Martha is making sure to provide so that Jesus will be able to minister to the people. While Mary is seated there and she's listening to Jesus teaching the good news. Martha gets a little bit burdened and upset that she doesn't see her sister moving. She's just seeing her sister there, seated, listening to Jesus, and she goes to Jesus and says, look, there is a lot to do here. And I'm not saying that these are the exact words that she's using, but that's the intent. Basically saying, I'm busy here, I'm working hard so that, that you can continue to preach. Can you tell my sister Mary to come and help me? Because I'm burdened by this. Then Jesus responds to Martha saying, uh, why are you so burdened about many things? Your sister have chosen the best part, which is to listen to the good news, to the gospel. And this is not going to be taken away from her. So when Jesus said these words to Martha, he's not saying that what she wasn't doing or what she was doing is no important. It was important. The problem is that she was burdened by doing these things and by doing many things that likely maybe there are some of these things that she didn't need to be doing and probably she should have been focused in paying attention to the message that Jesus was proclaiming to them. Um, and likely we can see there uh, uh, part of Martha's personality, which is that she worried, and she's, you could say, proactive. Um, and she's making sure that things work well, but but she's really worrying a lot. Therefore, Jesus has to exhort her. It's almost, trust me, what is happening here is really important. And sometimes what you are doing there, if you stop doing it, things will continue to happen here. The gospel will continue to be proclaimed. You might be overdoing some things. Now we see here, if you have that in mind, you you see here this uh, instance in which Jesus is coming close to where Lazarus was and Martha didn't wait for Jesus but she went right away to greet him where he was. While Mary stays seated where she was. Why did she go? I think that it is no bad that she went to greet Jesus. After all, it's Jesus. Why would you not go to greet Jesus? It's a good thing that she's doing it. But at the same time, it shows that probably she's anxious about what just had happened four days ago with her brother being dead and Jesus being late in her mind. While Mary remained where she was, you could read in that text, maybe she was upset because Jesus didn't come and then she didn't go to greet him. But if you put this in context with what we just read about these two sisters, I think that Martha struggled a lot with anxiety while Mary was able to trust and wait for Jesus to come. There, at that moment when uh, Martha and Mary were serving or Mar- Martha was serving Jesus and Mary was listening, Jesus was ministering to Martha as well. More than a rebuke, is a lesson for her. It's building her trust in him. Is helping her to deal with this aspect of her personality, that anxiety. And it's, asked, it's, it's teaching her to trust and wait and to also choose the best portion, which is to delight on the Word of God. And here, if you will continue to read through the text, you will see that Jesus, in His mercy, in His love, in His compassion, continued to help this sister. I think that John writes this and, and tells us this detail, that once goes ahead and meet Jesus and the other states is because he's also showing us how this continued to play out here Martha's struggle with her own personality, which becomes an issue for her to trust in Jesus while Mary is able to wait for Jesus where she was. Second, uh, Jesus deals with her spiritual with her perception of spiritual things. When Martha comes to Jesus, remember she has already gone through a very uh, difficult moment in her life. She saw her brother getting ill, and I think that he was likely not that old. He was young. And he saw the decline. There is the stress that comes. Of seeing somebody you love to decline in his health or her health. And she sees her, do- her, her brother die. And maybe she was part of those who were preparing her, his body to go to the tomb. And she sees her brother being buried. And when she sees all these things, all these things are things that she is seeing with her physical eyes. It's real. Death is real. But that's all she can see with her physical eyes. Therefore, when she comes to Jesus, she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. She's saying to Jesus, there is no more hope here. There is nothing we can do. Or you can do about it. Though, if you keep reading, it looks like she's going back and forth. Because she said, but, even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. You might think that when she's saying that, even now she's saying, I believe that, yes, my brother died. But but I believe that you can bring him back from the dead bring him back from the tomb. But we know later, some, some people will argue that probably she has a, a moment of faith there, and then she loses the faith later. Because later when Jesus asked her, or asked those around, open the tomb, she's the one who says, it's been four days. So what about what you said, Mary? You said that even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. So it seems that she was really struggling with what she has seen with her eyes and what Jesus could do. So Jesus says to her, your brother will rise again. How do you think she should have interpreted these words? Well, I think that she was very theological. She says, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And that was correct. But I think that in a sense, when she affirmed this, she's postponing, postponing Uh, this challenge to her faith. It was easier in a sense for her to believe that this will happen at the resurrection of the last day than that will happen right now. Why did she have to think that when Jesus says your brother will rise again that Jesus meant that this will be the resurrection of the last day? Somebody might say that he was just comforting her. He will rise again, Mary, Martha, And that's what she may have understood. But I think that when Jesus or when Martha is saying, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day, what she is doing there is she is trying to, to think or to trust in what will happen at the end, but knowing what Jesus was able to do at that very moment. Think about it. It's almost as if for Jesus, in Martha's mind, was easier to raise everybody at the last day than raising Lazarus right away before her eyes. Why? Because she saw Lazarus getting ill, decline, dying, being buried. That's what her physical eyes So it was difficult for her to perceive what Jesus could do, to perceive spiritual things when Jesus is saying, your brother will rise again. And I would say, when Jesus said those words to Martha, he meant both things. Yes, he will rise again at the last day, but he meant also that he will raise him up at that very moment. Third, then Jesus' third, Jesus is dealing with her knowledge and understanding of him that affects her faith. Martha says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. When Martha says those words, he is limiting Jesus' power in space and time. If you would have been here means that jesus could not have done something wherever he was in her mind jesus needed to be here in fact you remember that martha and mary didn't ask jesus to come they trusted jesus they said lord the one whom you loved is ill but when they said this message to jesus in their hearts they were saying please come he is ill Not realizing that wherever Jesus was, he could have done that miracle. He could have done that miracle even before they asked for that. In fact, think about this. He has appointed Lazarus to be ill in order to show his glory. Yet, he sees that there is a limitation in Jesus in terms of space but also in time. Now there is no chance that we can deal with this issue. If you will have been here, my brother will have not died, but now it's too late. And we confirm that when she says don't open the tomb in a sense it's too late. Jesus is saying some powerful words to Martha that will strengthen her faith. Jesus says, "I am the resurrection and the life." Think about this. He doesn't say, "I can resurrect people and I can give life to people." He did not say that. He says, "I am the resurrection and the life." By saying that, first of all, he's saying, I am the only one who can provide resurrection and life. But he's also saying that he is the source of resurrection and life. In terms of life, remember that Jesus is the one who created everything that exists. He is the life. He created everyone and everything that exists. But he is the source Of resurrection. At that moment, he could do it and he's the source of the resurrection at the end of time or on the last days. And Jesus says these things afterwards that are very important. He says, whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. Here he's referring to the resurrection of the, on the last day. Whoever will die will be raised again. Even if you die, you will be raised again. But also in the following sentence, he means also that whoever is alive in Christ will never die. He says, everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Therefore, if you are alive, alive in Christ if you are spiritually alive in Christ what Jesus is saying to Martha and to you and me is you will never die spiritually so think about these two promises that Jesus is giving to Martha as a result of being the resurrection of the life one is that if you are in Christ alive in Christ you will never die spiritually spiritually There is only a transition. But also if you are alive in Christ, if you are in Christ, if you have trusted in Jesus for salvation, Jesus who is the resurrection and the life will raise you up on the last day. So there is promise for now and for the future. What is Jesus doing here? Jesus is building up Mary's understanding of who he was, so she will grow in her faith. Then he asked her, he challenged her with this question: "Do you believe this? What is this? That he is the resurrection of the la- and the life, That whoever believes in him, though he die, will never li- uh, though he die, he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in him will never die. That's the this that Jesus is asking Martha. What did she answer? Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the resurrection and the life. No, she says more than that. Yes, she said, yes, Lord, I believe. I believe that you are the Christ, that you are the son of God who is coming into the world. But think about this, Jesus didn't say that to her. Jesus wasn't teaching to her at that moment that he was the Christ, that he was the Son of God, that he was the coming, the one who was coming into the world. Where did she get that? She has learned this through through her journey with Christ. She has learned this through the many instances in which she had the opportunity to hear the gospel proclaimed to her. Jesus was building her faith until this point. But think about this. is saying that she believed that Jesus is the Christ, which is the Messiah, the one promised by God to come to rescue and save his people. That Jesus is, Jesus is the Son of God, which is that Jesus is divine, is God himself. And Jesus is the one who is coming into the world, which is the one that they were waiting for. Yet, though she believed that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, she says to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have no die. Though she believed that Jesus is the Christ and the Son of God, the one coming into the world, later will say to Jesus, it's been four days. Why are we going to open the tomb? What that means is that Her understanding of who was the Christ, who was the Son of God, the one coming into the world, was limited. She continued to grow in her faith and understand more and more. Now think about this. Move forward. We are not told this, but think about what Martha understood about Jesus being the Christ, the Son of God, the one coming into the world after she saw Lazarus coming out of the tomb. Probably at that point she understood what Jesus meant, I am the resurrection and the life. She understood that she was in front of the Son of God, God himself. Nothing was impossible for her. Now as we look at this part of God's word and this story we're seeing how God and Jesus himself is dealing with Martha's faith with her personality and her struggles to believe of Jesus deals with you with your personality and your struggles to believe with her perception of spiritual things as we struggle again with understanding spiritual things because we live in a physical world and we live by faith and not by sight. Yet, all we see with our physical eyes every day is against what we understand from God's word. But yet, Jesus continues to work in those areas in our life. And as we gather together for worship and listen to God's Word, as we study together God's Word every day, our faith is built up so that we are able to grow as believers. Again, I was saying at the beginning, that's why sanctification and faith is that lifelong journey where God continues through the power of the Holy Spirit, through His Word, through circumstances to build up your faith so that you are able to trust in him more and more and be conformed into the image of his son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. We thank you, Lord, that you, in your mercy, has um, given us faith first to trust in you, But continue to build up our faith every day. We thank you that you, who began the good work in us, has promised to complete the good work in us. We thank you that you are patient and that we can come to you knowing that you know our wickedness. And we Pray, Lord, that you uh, strengthen us, strengthen our spiritual eyes to understand who you are. Help us, Lord, to understand more and more what does that mean that you are the Christ, the Son of God, the one who came into the world. We thank you that you have revealed to us that you are the resurrection and the life. Help us, Lord, to growing an understanding of what does that mean for us, that we will never die spiritually and that we will be raised again on the last day. And we pray, Lord, for anyone who is not yet a believer. We pray that you might send the Holy Spirit into their hearts so that they might trust in you for salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.